our live governmental meeting here in San Jose. So welcome, let's welcome them. Yes, 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 yes. So um, while we were soaking, did anyone get anything that they know that they're supposed to release? Okay, then Leon, you wanna come forth and let's receive communion, is that? Okay. Hallelujah. It's good to be back. And uh, remember this Tuesday is movie night and uh, in the bookstore, there are some um, uh, there are some books by Barry Cook, uh, one on mission-mindedness that everybody's going to need, and also the one on prophetic. What is, what's the name of it, Diane? Oh, here it is. Establishing your course and all of this. So. Uh, and I'm not just selling them because he's a friend, but uh, uh, we have them right in the bookstore. And both of them combined is $35, so you can get them today and start to study. You know we had all that stuff, did you, Leon? Come on. Good morning and shalom. And if everybody would line up to get your communion, and those online, if you would get, gather yours up together, please. And those that would like, uh, that don't want to come up, there's the two stations to the sides on the wall there that have the, uh, the cup and the, uh, with the juice and the wafer in it.
praise you, Jesus. We thank you for the things that we love about you, but even more than that is how much you love us. I'm going to read today's uh, devotion for August 1st. Just come eagerly into my ardent presence, inviting me to satisfy you with my unfailing love. The best time to seek my face is in the morning, soon after you awaken. Connecting with me early sets the tone for the rest of the day. My endless love is immensely satisfying. It helps you know you are treasured and significant. It reminds you that together you and I can handle the circumstances of your day. Knowing you are forever loved, forever loved energizes you and gives you courage to persevere through difficulties. Encountering my loving presence in the morning equips you to sing for joy and be glad. Think about the astonishing privilege of meeting with the one who is King of Kings and Lord of Lords in the privacy of your own home. Rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life with indelible ink. And I don't know about you, but I had to look up that word. <laughs> and what I found was that cannot be removed, washed away, or erased. Take time to enjoy my presence. Speak or sing praises. Read scripture and pray. Delight yourself in the wondrous truth that nothing in all creation can separate you from my love. And the scriptures that went with it was, Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. Psalms 90. 14 nothing impure will ever enter it nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful but only those whose names are written in the lamb's book of life revelation 21 27 neither height nor depth or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of god that is in christ jesus our lord romans 8 39 And on his robe and on his thigh, he has a name written, King of King and Lord of Lords, Revelation 19, 16. So Lord Jesus, we just take this time to thank you for your love for us. It was love that held you up on that cross. your heart Father God for these people and for the world you gave your very best and as the best thing that ever happened to our lives yes. thank you Jesus yes. we hold this bread and we thank you Jesus for the obedience to the Father this was the only way it could be done. And you knew it. You took the bread and you broke it. And you passed it to your disciples. And you said, take and eat. For this is my body. 
ברוך אתה אדוני אלוהינו מלך העולם המוציא לכם מן הארץ. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, sovereign king of the universe, who has brought forth bread from the earth. Partake. And Lord, as that song says, we thank you that you don't see us as we see ourselves, but the Father sees us through your blood and washed away every sin. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, sovereign King of the universe, who has brought forth the fruit from the vine, even Yeshua. Amen. I need to clarify something for you. He and the Lord told me to do this. What I'm saying is this, is it doesn't matter how rich you are, doesn't matter what you have or what you don't have. If you don't have your thoughts right, the adversary is there to destroy you. Are, are you hearing? And no matter what you're able to buy, what you're able to have, how you're able to live, how all of this stuff is done. If you, see there's, there's so much, my part today is gonna to be talk about, talking about secret rebellion. Secret rebellion. Yeah. And, um, it's a very important thing. See, it's all here. And, uh, you know, no matter who we pretend to think we are, this really identifies it. Okay? And without further ado, I, I always like to say that. I never really say that. <laughs> Let's welcome Pastor Lonzi. my nephew who, has, who left for um, 
I must say the wrong country and stop Portugal. Portugal. And so my last text from him, uh, he was in Amsterdam and he was boarding, and that was, I think it's only about a three hour flight, so he should be landing in, um, pardon? He is there? Okay, cool. So he's in um, Portugal. All right. For the next 10 months playing basketball. All right. So, a couple of different things to do. Let's start with prayer while you're still standing. You can sit if you want. Praise you for start with thanking you for you. Yes, you know? thank you, Lord. There's songs all over the world that are being sung to you. There are praises, there are thanksgivings, and some of it is quite harmonic in a choir. And I'd like to join my voice to that. Because Gosh, I think about the songs, Lord. I praise you because of who you are, not for all the mighty things that you have done. I incline my ear to hear you. God, we trust you or we believe you and, and all the different songs that we sing. And I'm praying for us today that, that we don't just sing songs. That there is the component of your presence that translates our futile human efforts into something so supernatural and marvelous that you are truly glorified. What does it mean to glorify you? And that's a question I'm asking you to show me. Demonstrate it. I, I want to see you. I want to see you. I want to see you in the words that we speak. I do see things. But I want you to be free in our atmosphere yes. to demonstrate who you really are. Because yes. we sing about how we know you, but then we realize we really do not know you as you are. We've known you as we thought you were. I would like to lose all thought of how you are and instead embrace your truth of who yes. you are. Yes. And I praise yes. you and I thank you today because we talk about you. We are quick to interject and let you know that we know, we know, we know, we know, we know, we don't know <laughs> what we know or who we know. Because you're so much more. There's a song we sing, I think it's a song, maybe if it's not, I'll write it, but I'm hungry for you. Amen. On the inside where you want to fill me, I'm hungry for you, Lord. I crave you and desire you more than my necessary food. Job said that. And I agree with that. And I don't even know which foods are necessary right now, but I know this. They never satisfy the places where you are to be. There's nothing that this world has to offer that will ever be able to fill the places that belong to you. And I praise you and I thank you so much for the encompassing of your arms around each of us. We used to sing a song about leaning on the everlasting arms. Not really. I don't know what they thought when they sang it. To me, it was just saying it because we were coming into church. So it didn't mean anything to me. Safe and secure from all alarms. I want us to believe you. 
I'm praying for us all. I don't separate myself from it. I want us to believe the things we quote you as saying, the things that you've actually said, that there is truly faith in the earth. Because you ask that question when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? in the earth. I don't want you to have to look for it. I want us to be so bright with it. You recognize those are my people. We sing, have your own way, Lord, have thine own way. And we talk about potters and clay. I pray that we mean it and we don't balk at it when you do want your way. That we don't change our minds in the middle of it and say, oh, no, that's not what I meant. I thank you that fickle and flaky is our past. It's not who we are today. Faithful and true is your name. And that's the character that you want to instill in us as well. I pray for us today. We don't just talk about we become and we step in and we manifest because above all things Yeshua said it best and through us he's still saying it I want my father to be pleased I want you I'm discovering that your pleasure principle that when God is pleased it's not when mama's happy but when it pleases God, it causes even yes. our enemies to be at peace yes. with us. Yes. Yes. And so as you take us through and get to the place where we get to hear what you're going to release through the apostle today, I thank you for this which comes before and everything that comes after as well. That the ears of the people, the eyes of us, our understanding are enlightened, that we understand and know the hope of our calling. That our hearts are open to receive the engrafted word of God that is able to save our souls. That we walk in the spirit so that we do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And that we understand that we, because this has been called into session and into order, that we as spirits receive from the spirit of the living God. Your word, your truth, your frequency. In Jesus' name, amen. And you can be seated. Hallelujah. I heard the Lord say something, and uh, in our time, and I'm writing these little notes down, but before I get into that, I want to clarify, and I want to welcome, because um, I, I look at you, Miss Geraldine, and I say, wow, there's somebody in the house today that has victory over cancer. And that means that you're a superpower. You're a superpower. There's, a, there's an ability for you when you pray for others that it starts running in terror just because you show up. In the spirit, you're known. You have a badge of honor. Hallelujah. You have a badge of honor in the spirit room because you overcame Last week we had Prophet um, Anita Dwayne here, and she spoke some things I, I, that uh, resonated. And I, I had made a comment because I was listening to the Lord even as she was speaking, and I referred, I said, I called, I said, well, you're my prophet. But I want to clarify what I meant by that. 
what I was, I was saying is that I saw, I had this sense of her, and there are apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers that are as young as me, meaning we're being grown up into this next realm. Everybody has sandbox buddies. These are the people that you're growing in the things of God with at the level that you are now. You understand what I'm saying? And she's my sandbox prophet. That means that I'm learning from her and I can, we can exchange and learn and grow together in this area of, of, of things. They, I can learn how to hear certain things a certain way. I mean, as I, I, it, it always flows through, if you will, headship. It flows through the house. It flows from the apostolic and it, and it goes on and on. But see, there's a coupling, a togetherness that God does that he brings. It's, it's, it's one body. It's not a lot of little bodies. And that's where we get in trouble, as you know. If you're trying to walk this way and one, just one little bone of yours decides to do something else, you're in pain for quite a while because things get dislocated or things get out of, out of uh, alignment. And whenever that happens, there's pain in your body. There's been a lot of pain in our body because we've been out of alignment. And so we're being adjusted by this. And everybody, no matter where they are geographically, it's the same adjuster. It is the Holy Spirit himself. And things are to be brought into alignment. Uh, when we were in Fresno, I saw something. I, that was my first time I'd ever gone to any of those meetings. And, but I saw some things there. You could sense it in the atmosphere. And it was, a, it was like certain things just started getting gelled. It's like it's been here for a while, but now it's time to get it set into place. And these are going to be foundational things that are not going to be removed, not easily broken or any of that. Because there is a protection that comes from the will of God. That, that, that maybe is different. The will of God has a protection detail all by itself. So when you were walking in the will of God, when you're walking in obedience, there's protection that yes. is connected, yes. is assigned yes. to that, yes. okay? And so we start to walk in, and that's what I saw, is that these um, pillars, these individuals that were, that were flowing together, the power, each of them has a different, they're, they're all empowered, and it's when the thing comes together that, that it just increases in, in magnitude and effect. And so it is that when they all join together that you see this, this, this unity and, and the, the unity and the, and the power of God differently. And what it does for me is it gets my attention to say, okay, I am still under par in some things. And so it's time to get that checkup and get the rest of it in place, okay? So having said that, uh, the next thing that I heard, the Lord said this to me, and I'm going to explore it, and I give it to y'all to do something of the same, but he said, you know, my name is a frequency all by itself. And he said, there isn't anything higher because the Father gave the name that kind of power. But there is a way, just like with these mics, you can plug them up and, and try to use them, and you, if you don't have the frequency properly tuned, you're going to get booms and this and that and the other and all kinds of stuff. And also the wiring on the, on the, the speaker or the, the, uh, the head to the mouthpiece or whatever it is, all these white wires are very interesting because they will wear out and you can't tell because they look the same. But when they do, they just are not able to 
transfer this, the frequency, the sound from, from one device into another, and so you're going to get a lot of distortion. And so if you get your wires crossed, you've got a lot of issues that are going to happen. And sometimes we have used his name at the wrong frequency. And that's why you haven't seen what you have, uh, what you're expecting. So we're going to confront some things today. And say it with me. This is fun. This is fun. Because you know I always say that. So, you know, uh, if you didn't know, you do now. So, But I think it is going to be fun because I, I'm going to, we're going to confront something. What we're going to confront is fear and torment and words like isolation. We're going to look at those words and we're going to look at the words like strain. I'm not going to define all these, but um, C-19. We're going to look at the lies that have perpetrated through media that you say you don't believe that you have possibly allowed to come into you and what is it connected to them. Now, Isaiah 54, 17. You already know the scripture. And how do I know that? Because when you tell people this, they, what do we always say? What do we say when we, when we don't want to hear? I already know that. Okay? Oh, look at you, boss. Oh, precious. Oh, no, not me. I'm with Oh, yes, those people, they're like that, but not me. I'm a shiny, bright penny, just sitting up front, just beaming. Okay, so turn to Isaiah 54, 17. If you don't know where Isaiah is, ask a friend or look in the table of contents. Sometimes what happens is you're so used to using a Bible app, you don't turn pages. Okay. I love that scripture. I want to look at verse 14. He says, In righteousness you shall be established, and you shall be far from oppression. For you shall not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. Indeed, they shall surely assail you fiercely, but not from me. Whoever assails you shall fall for your sake. See, I have created the smith that blows the coals in the fire and who brings forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the destroyer in order to cause ruin. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the inheritance of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication is from me, says the Lord. So what we just read is Isaiah chapter 54, beginning with verse 14, and we went down to verse 17. And some of the words that I just wrote here uh, are encompassed in that scripture. Now, you have heard it was said that there are going to be new strains of this and that this is going to happen and that people need to be prepared to be locked down and this and that and the other. You've heard those things. You have heard it was said. But I say unto you that the word of the Lord is greater than the word of man. And I say unto you that before they ever said or formed a weapon, God had already spoken. Hallelujah. And as his people, I don't expect the people of the world to walk in, 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 in the righteousness of God. They walk in lawlessness because they follow after the voice of the world. But God's voice speaks as the voice of many waters. 
that cause a tempest, that cause a flood, that cause a calm, that causes whatever it is that we have need of. And his waters wash away the debris and the lies and the contaminants of this earth and of this world. But if you hear the voice of the world and you allow it to ascend in your life above the voice of God, you won't hear the voice of God or you'll be off kilter, out of alignment, and you will walk in a, what I, I call it, wimpy, wishy-washy, but it's called compromise. And you won't realize the victory that is yours to be had. You can say the name, the word, cancer. It's a name. It's an assignment. But the Bible says that Jesus is the name above every other name. Yes. Cancer comes in at a low frequency, a low hum. I'm not telling you it's not real. It happens in people all the time. But what comes with every demonic weapon is spirits that are assigned to work alongside of the thing. So if you say cancer, you can see Fear will show up in some form. And if people will absorb the one, they will get the other. You say, oh, if you mean if I absorb the cancer? No, if you absorb the fear. That's right, that's right. If you absor absorb the fear. Well, so-and-so is testing positive. Those are such big words now. They were quite a thing in the 80s too, but it was positive for something else, okay? But in this day, yeah. this train, and they said you couldn't get cured of that too, okay? Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Others just look up historical STD and you'll catch up, okay? Because I'm not going to go into that right now. But it's really how you're formed that determines what is going to be successful in forming against you. What do I mean? People are being told you can't come back to work unless you do what the government says that you must do. And they don't know what is written, even in the laws of the land, that says, no, that is not true. You don't have the right to exercise that. See, we fight for our rights, but we fight for the wrong ones. You know what you fight the right for? I fight for the right to be respected. Respected. You're going to respect me. I fight for the right to be right. Okay? I can't wait to get it back in your face and say, see, I told you. Okay, I fight for the right to tell people off. These are the things that we have been fooled by, little foxes, if you would, that spoil the vine, that get us distracted. There are always assignments against you because that's the realm of darkness. And anything that will work to get us derailed from believing what God said and speaking what God says, then whatever works, they'll, they'll use. When you show it doesn't work, then, then it's like, okay, you failed. Um, so anybody else want to take this bid and try again with this person? The more of the things of darkness that you hold, whether it be anger, bitterness, disobedience, um, rebellion, and so forth and so on, all of these different things, doubt, unbelief, whatever it is, it, it vibes, if you will, it hums. And there's always something that's listening for the sound that it can connect to. Is everybody understanding what I'm saying? Yes. So when you speak your faith words, Oh, I, you know, the word of God says this, that, and the other. We got to stop for a minute. And we got to do a checkup. Check your weapons. Check your equipment. Make sure that your wires are not crossed. And make sure that it is really what you're saying and not just you're saying it. 
We're going to have to verify that we are speaking truth as truth that we believe and not just truth. You can say what God says. This, this, these men have gone around and they're the ones that they have the spirit of God and they can do this, that, and the other. The girl that followed behind Paul and then when they were walking and she was filled with demons, but she was speaking what was the truth, but she was not authorized to speak the truth because the truth was not in her. Yes. Okay. And what I'm, what, what the spirit of the Lord, I believe he is telling us is too many times you are dealing with fear or torment and you are dealing with isolation. You're told to isolate, but God says gather together. Well, um, gather together is, is, is here, here's what we do. We isolate the fear. We isolate the, ourselves in the fear instead of allowing truth to come in. And it's simple to pick up a phone or say, meet me on whatever the online meet thing is, because this thing is coming at me and I can sense, even though I'm speaking what God has said, that on the inside, I'm empty here. Haven't you ever done that? You believe, yes. you quote, you quote, you quote, and you quote, and you quote, and you quote, and you still get it, or you still don't get it, or whatever happens. But it does, the victory doesn't show up because you had the right label, but an empty vessel. That's right. So true. Okay? And so what we're doing is we're looking at this and we're saying, this is what the threats are that the world is saying. But go to Acts chapter 4. Because I think this is one of the boldest corporate prayers uh, that, that is written here. In Acts chapter 4, verse 23, after, P, uh, who was it, Peter and, I always want to say Peter, Paul, and <laughs> but it was Peter and John were released. And they were told, don't do this anymore. The government is telling you this. The government is telling you this. The government is telling you this. You cannot do this. You cannot do this. You cannot do this. You will not do this. They let it be known, well, we think it's better to obey God than you because you're messing around in a territory that you have no authority in. You're in an area where you don't have authority. So you are not about to, and you're seeking to become my authority in a place where God, this is, this is God's land, okay? This is God's property. You don't, you don't have authority here. So on being released, they went to their own people and they reported what the chief priests and elders had said to them. See, that's interesting. They were chief priests and elders, but they weren't chief priests and elders in the kingdom of God. That's right. That's right. They were religion. They were leaders. They were so forth and so on. But they didn't have the authority to tell them, don't preach in that man's name. They didn't have the authority. The interesting thing about it is that the ones that they were sitting there in front of, they were actually the ones that were authorized and had the authority. <laughs> Isn't that something? I don't have authority over what you have authority over, but I got the nerve to tell you, try to take your authority away. I'm not, I, I, I'm not authorized to do it. This is what sickness and disease and the things that are man-made, they don't have the authority, they're not supposed to have the authority over our lives that the Word of God has. But if we don't put the word in its proper place and put ourselves in the proper place according to the word, submit to the word of God, because we're always submitting to something. We're either submitting to what the, what, what the, 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 the chatter of the world is or we are submitting to the word of God. But you don't get to bow one knee to this and the other knee to that. Yeah. It's not a dance step. 
okay? So they went and they reported. And then when they heard this, the people, they heard this, they lifted their voices in unity to God and prayed, Lord, you are God who has made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. And who by the mouth of your servant David said, why did the nations rage and the people devise vain things? There, no weapons. What are they doing? Devising weaponry. Why are they raging? The kings of the earth came and the rulers were assembled together against the Lord and against his Christ, against his Messiah. Indeed, they said here, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles, with all of these uncircumcised individuals, uncircumcised hearts, the people of Israel, they were assembled together against your holy son, Yeshua, whom you have anointed. Now, what is he saying? You got all these numbers, company of people that are assembled against the one that is anointed by God to fulfill what he has been called to do. And it's not enough. They don't have enough ammo to take you down when you're walking in your anointing. Are you with me? I'm almost done, I think. They said, you're God. You are God who made the heavens and the earth. Nobody else was made. Who, who helped him? Somebody, an elected official? A medical individual? A scholar? Who was with him? The one that he had anointed. He was with him. God has an innumerable. Say that three times fast. <laughs> I'm not going to try. An innumerable, innumerable. That's a very innumerable. That's a five-syllable word. Company of angels. How many do you need? Because evidently, as many as you need, you got plus. Never running out. And he's the only one that knows their names. We do well when we have 20 people and we can name every single one of them. I have family that I hug, and I'm glad they have name tags when you go to those family gatherings. Okay? But he knows everybody. So the question is, why did the nations rage and the people devise vain things? The kings of the earth came and the rulers were assembled together against the Lord and against his Messiah. Okay? They were then the people, the flesh, they were all assembled against your holy son, Yeshua, whom you have anointed to do what your hand and your counsel had foreordained to be done. Now, it's not enough that they're lodged against you, but they're lodged against you to stop what God has said as already will be. They have come to try to stop God from being God and to stop God from doing what he said he has done foreordained means it's finished in his book and it will be seen as finished in our in our in our sight they've come i want you to catch this because i'm talking about us people are trying to stop us from what god's hand and the counsel of god the counsel of the lord had foreordained to be done foreordained before they 
were even born, before anybody was even spitting in the wind, God had already established that in this season, this sickness, this disease, this thing, this weapon formed against you would fail. In other words, he has already decreed whatever the sickness, disease, be it man-made, come to bacteria, virus, whatever it is, there is a foreordaining according to the word of God that by the stripes of Jesus you are healed. No weapons formed against you will prosper. And when you speak the name of the highest frequency, everything else starts to crumble. Now, it's right here. It's right here. It's I'm, it's in here. It is in the legal document under ACTS 4-22-2328 and so forth. It's legal. And the other one was ISA 54-17. It's legal. That's why they got all these addresses in here. Which part of the Constitution, which part of the clause are you referring to? Oh, I'm talking IS 54-17. You talk about A, B, this, and C, D, that. I say I, S, A, uh, 5417. Or I say P, S, 1388. The Lord will perfect the things that concern me. Or I say 3J, N, 2. Beloved, I desire above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. See, I read it, I pray it that way. Anybody prayed with me, they've heard me do this. So, because, because this is really the constitution of the kingdom that I come from. Now, here's an interesting question. Yes, but you know, it's the Bible and uh, what, you believe your constitution? Oh. Believe your constitution. You know, because when you believe your constitution, it means you believe the voices that speak for it. Which constitution are you believing? That's what you ask yourself. This is how we challenge. I challenge myself with this. I know sometimes it sounds like you get in front of people and you're uh, saying certain things like, well, yeah, I'm sharing it with you, but I do this to me. Who do you believe? Not whose report do you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord, but did you read the report? <laughs> do you know what you said you believe? Because sometimes I, mean, I listen to people sometimes and you say, we shall believe the report of the Lord. And the report says, In the song, his report says, I am healed, sealed, filled, and so forth, right? And it's a good song. You know, you flaggers, and they're jumping, and they're shouting, and everybody's doing all that kind of stuff. And then they say, well, we're going to close this down because according to the decrees of blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, oh, okay, sorry, thanks. Well, the bank said we can't do something for God, and uh, we believe them. Isn't that something? It's like, oh, well, no, I didn't really mean that. Well, I don't, if you're not clear on what you mean, you won't realize what you're standing for. So if this is just about clarity. Um, he says actively believe. That means we work together. We're not in isolation. Don't allow yourself to be isolated. You let that word dwell in you richly. You talk to other people. And for one of the things you do is you can start, here's how you start destroying pride. You stop acting like you've got it all together and you don't oh, need anybody yes. else. Yes. 
You know, I, I've been apostolically charged now, um, and it's in process to write the study guide and get it out for uh, Kingdom 101, even before I published the next book and all that. And I realized just last week, and I praise God for uh, Wednesday night, Alicia asked a question. And I, you know, I answer questions by listening to what I say. I don't always, I, I pretty much don't always know the answers. You ask me something about myself, and if I have not actually settled it, then I have to make a decision in that time. Does that make sense to you? It's like I know certain things I stand for because that's what I have already talked to the Lord and, and we've gotten that settled. But there are many things in my, uh, a, a number of things I should say in my life that I hadn't settled. And so until you come to it and confront it and go to the Lord and talk about it, there's a lot of things that we think are done that are not done because we haven't finished the circle. It's come from God to us, but we haven't brought it back to him. Okay? And so... I was asked this question because it was phrased, and I'm not going to do it accurately, but that's what video's for. Uh, but uh, about, you know, in terms of obeying God and doing the things he says, well, this should be easy for you because you're a writer and you do this and you do that. And it wasn't until out of my mouth I said it that day on Wednesday night, and then I had it spoken to me apostolically the next day, something I did not know, I really had not thought about. And I told her, I said, I have had a writer's block. <laughs> I've got probably 15 unfinished projects, but I've had a writer's block and I have had an issue uh, from pretty much the time this book got published, which is about a year and something ago. I said, because it hurts so bad. You pay a price to obey. And the pain that went with the writing of the book, they're just all kinds of different things. Some of it was loss of sight for a little while. Some of it was, or almost losing my sight. Um, a lot of different things that happened, deaths of people, all kinds of stuff was going on. And so to finish it, just like what Apostle was saying about my um, nephew and, and what he was doing in the car, doing that war, having to sink into the frequencies of, of somebody else's faith. Somebody else is proclaiming that God, we believe you. Somebody else is saying, we believe for this, we trust you. And I can partner with that faith that is expressed through that singer in that moment. And I can start to make that mine so that I am filled up in the places where I'm broken. Because I'm meant to be whole. And he releases all the components, everything we need to be made whole. Not glue, you know. But instead, it's himself. Because he's the only one that can make us whole. Yes. And so he releases it through singers, through, through psalmists, through, through dance, through worship, through ministry, through soaking. He releases himself into the, into the places where we have need. Because see, where he is, nothing is broken, nothing is missing. That's called peace. So when I said that to her, I realized, wow, that was true. And it, it was a, we were talking about things in you that you don't realize are there. Minister Dury is a, um, a, a master, if you will, at, at guns and an instructor. And he would not make a mistake that many others would. They see a gun and they open it up and there's, if, if it's a revolver type or whatever, but there's no, no bullet seeds, they think everything's fine. But there is this thing called one in the chamber. That's the most dangerous bullet in the gun. Because, it, well, okay, helpful too. But if you're messing with it and you're a novice and a fool, it's the most dangerous thing you could have. If you don't know what you're handling, what you're dealing with, 
you better find out what's in you that doesn't belong. And the way we do that is to let truth in. See, because we play, we've been playing, and, and, and playtime is over. Sandbox may be, but sandbox is not. Sandbox, little children, if you ever watch them, they talk. These little toddlers have meetings. <laughs> See, they're learning in the sandbox together. Touch that, you hurt. Here, but I shared this one with you. And we go on. Okay. I've watched them. It's fun. But we're not here to play. We get to have fun. We get to be joyous. But we've been phony for a long time. And we didn't know it. I'm not trying to say, well, y'all a bunch of hypocrites. You are a bunch of hypocrites. I'm, I've been a hypocrite too. In, only in the places where you don't know truth. That's right. Only in the places where you don't know truth. Because I'm not saying you're a fake Christian. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> what we're talking about is the areas of our lives where we can be tripped up. Because we don't know that there's still something there that doesn't belong. That's right. And the only way we get it is when truth confronts. So when you're told, stand for this. Oh, yeah, sure, I can stand. I don't know how to stand. I actually need your help. How powerful that is. And how much you just released a force to start driving that thing out of you. Instead of giving it more expansion in you. Because you spoke the truth about it. I don't know what's in me. I don't know what things are easily besetting, but if I keep stumbling here, if I keep failing, there's something that's going on that is beyond my sight. And I need you to see it. And I also need to sit myself down before the Lord and humble myself and say, when they say it, I'm not going to argue with them and tell them, no, I already prayed all that out. No, you didn't. You prayed everything out that you could see. Everything that you could see. And then you cry. I thought this was done. Everything was done except the part that you left in. Am I, is, is this connecting? Absolutely. All right, let me finish out with this. He said, too many times as people, we have believed what we hear in the airwaves instead of sending out the frequencies that start to diminish that. You see, you're believing what comes at you, but you're not sending anything out. You're afraid of losing your jobs if you don't take whatever you're told. Until you can come from the place of faith and stop being, trying to keep a job and instead recognize that you have an assignment that you can't be removed from. If you have a job, let me, let me make this plain. If you have a job, then you are subject to the employer. But when you're on assignment, you are subject to the king. That's right. Now that means when they, the job requires you to do this and so to keep it, you go back to the king and say, is this assignment over or do you have something else? What do you want me to do? You may very well be assigned to be the one that crushes that spirit. But if you're afraid that you're not going to make your house payment or this, or how are you going to eat or how are you, then you understand that you have always been your source and God has not. And you have trusted God for your finances so long as you've had them. Many individuals, a number of individuals, I don't want to say many, but I've heard of more than one that is not expanding into the ministry calling they have because it's so controversial, they think that they'll lose their income. But God is therefore not the source of the income. The people have ruled over this minister all along, or this person, whoever it is, you understand. So you may have to make some changes in who your source is. It doesn't mean you have to quit your job or quit the place, go into the place where you go. 
but you're going to have to change the source. It's not the paycheck. You see? When you make that change in you, then you've started moving towards kingdom and you've moved away from the world. Uh, am I clear here? Hallelujah. See, because then, I know of some people, they've had to, they say had to, had this thing because of whatever. It's like, well, don't ever take an injection because of a job. And if you have to because of your assignment, that's when IS5417 comes into play and nullifies whatever effects might have been in it. You'll be like John G. Lake, we was told about the, with the plague that he held in his hand and it died because IS5417 was at work. I'm saying to you that no matter what the threats, behold the threatenings, Lord. This is what they said in Acts chapter 4. See what they're saying. All these things. That, uh, Lord, look on their threats and grant that we may speak your word with great boldness. I'm being threatened. That means it's time for the word to come forth. Understand that. When you are threatened by the world, it's time for the word of the king to come out of you. Yes. When you are threatened by the world, it's time for the word of the kingdom to come out of you. You are to confront a threat with the boldness that comes from the word of God. And you need this, and I know you do. And so he, this is why he's releasing this, because he loves us so much. And then say what? We will speak your word with great boldness, by, and you will stretch out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be performed in the name of your holy son, Yeshua. I y'all threatening me then get ready for a miracle something amazing is about to happen why because you didn't threaten me I'm in covenant you threaten God he can take care of him and me and will and does don't be afraid of what the world is saying to you walk in the spirit of the fear of God, of the Lord. Do not be afraid of this world. Do not be afraid of the financial system. Do not, and I'll say it, do not be afraid of the government, of the political system. You are operating from the government of the kingdom of God. Do not be afraid of the threats. Do not be afraid of what they say they will take from you because God said you can't take out of my hand what he has given to me. Confront with love. We love you. Yes. But you're going down. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do I need to say anything else, Father? You coming up? Come on. What you think you know, question God to find out if you know. Because the Holy Spirit has things to reveal to each of us that we're going to have to let go, lay down all this world knowledge. You are very skilled in the things of the world. But those skills are not going to profit you in the kingdom. It's time for your skill set in the kingdom to come forth. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. I Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Come on, let's put our hands together for Pastor Lodzi. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, J
This is the time we can also bring your tithes and your offerings and gifts of love, glory to God. I'm going to just talk just for a few minutes on lawlessness. As the uh, pastor was ministering, I was reminded of the time that we're in. Say, be mindful of the time. Be mindful of the time. The Bible lets us know about the time which we're in. Amen? Yes. So if you are surprised or shocked, I'm going to encourage you to read the Word of God. <laughs> because nothing that is happening today should be a surprise to the children of God. In 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter, and uh, you can read all down through there, but it says, Now in regards to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to meet him, we ask you, brothers and sisters, not to be quickly unsettled or alarmed either by and in parentheses, I'm reading amplified, so-called prophetic revelations are the spirit message or letters alleged to be from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has already come. Let no man in any way deceive you or entrap you that the day will not come unless the apostasy comes first. The great rebellion and the abandonment of the faith. Say the abandonment of the, faith. abandonment of the faith. I was thinking about the fact that if you look that over the last several years, there has been this mighty push to defund the police. There's been this mighty push for so-called restorative justice. Even in the state of California, there have been several laws that many people voted on that really said that you can commit a crime and we're really not going to prosecute you. In the state of California, one can walk into a store and steal up to $950 without any consequences in this state. You may have noticed that you've seen on TV where people are going in and ramsacking places and taking things and the people that work there stand by not only because their company will not allow them to intervene but because the police will likely not come because they know by the time they write their report the criminal will be on the street again doing and committing the same things he was doing before we live in a time of what i call and what the word calls lawlessness but it's not without a purpose. Understand, when you look at the laws that are being put in place, or when you look at, and some of them are not even laws, some of them are prosecutors who are taking liberties, they are doing so to fulfill Satan's plan for mankind, and that's to destroy mankind. Now you look at it, I, I was uh, reading this morning about all of the things that are going on all over. You go to a wedding and people are being shot at weddings and at funerals and people are walking down the street and there's all of this mass uh, 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 violence with firearms all over the nation. And yet the elected officials, the people that the people of the United States have elected have done little to nothing to stop it. And one must question ask why. 
why do they not do anything when it's certainly within their power to do? Because it feeds into their ultimate plan. Now, I want you to think about something. And Pastor Lanzine says, I am a gun master. I know a few things about guns. I also know that a country that can put a man on the moon can stop gun violence tomorrow if it chooses to. I also understand and know the fact that the purpose that the government is not enforcing even the laws it has on the books is because it has an ulterior motive. See, the goal is, is eventually to say, well, guns are just so out of control, we are going to have to confiscate all of the guns that are in the United States so that we can protect people from themselves. With COVID and all the other things, these are all been plants by the enemy. It's all been a setup. And what has happened is many people in the body of Christ have gone along with the setup. You have the right of liberty, but you decided to give up your liberty because the government of man, not the government of God, has says, if you do that, that's going to help you protect your neighbor. You even had a sitting vice president quote scripture. I love what the pastor said. He says, uh, you speak the truth, but you don't have the truth in you. Yes. She spoke the truth about being loving and neighborly, but she didn't have the truth in her, and her motives were not right. That's right. So be mindful of what you see around you. The lawlessness is not for no reason at all. I have the pleasure of being friends with many people in law enforcement, and one of the things they tell me all the time is, is that we are handcuffed. We cannot do our jobs because they have put rules in place to prevent us from doing our jobs. And instead of us dealing with true injustice, we put a blanket policy over everything that has happened. I love talking to people about, you know, like when they say the police are killing the ball, these people and I love to sit down and talk with them about it because that almost always shows me that they don't know what they're talking about. Almost always. And they'll come up with some stuff. It's even like right now, they're talking about, well, COVID is on the rise. Be mindful. See, this is what the enemy, he, he, the pastor even said it, the mind, the mind. You heard uh, the apostle say it on the prayer the other morning. It's about the mind. The enemy wants to control our mind. So what does he do? He puts us into a place of information overload. And then he sends out his scare tactics. Well, if you don't do this, you're, you're risking putting the whole community at risk. And they'll tell you, they'll, they'll, they, 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 they don't often don't give you solid numbers. They'll say, well, this number of uh, percentage of people have, uh, and this area has gone up 50 something percent. When the sample they're talking about is only three or four people. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, I know what I'm talking about. That's right. That's 
Now, when you say 50%, you think, oh my goodness, that's a gigantic number. When in reality, it went from being three people to six people. But in your mind, you think that we have an epidemic on our hand. This is what the enemy does. He uses words to use them against us. But we must be prayerful and mindful. When I woke up this morning, the Lord reminded me that I needed to do more praying. That where I was praying at is not enough. I got to do more. And so how do you settle your mind? I, you know, I've been going through some things and I have to learn, learning how to settle my mind. And the Bible says, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I was laying in the bed and I was kind of, you know, tormented. What does torment do? It brings fear. Fear brings torment. But I began to just call on the name of Jesus. I just said, Jesus. I didn't say nothing else but Jesus, 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 Jesus. And you know what it did? It, out, it drowned out all the other things that were in my mind. I, I didn't hear nothing else but Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I don't even know when I fell asleep, but I went to sleep and I slept good. Because it drowned out all those other things. Because I always say, every men's prayer we have, I said... Uh, the Lord will keep those in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him. But it goes further, it says, to those who will do what? Trust in him. You'll keep your mind stayed on him. If you keep your mind stayed on him, he'll do it if you trust in him. So as we look and see the things that are happening in our world, be not surprised. It's all a part of the plan. And it's all a part of the enemy. But we have to do what we hear in this house. The kingdom of God has got to stand up and be counted. It has to stand up and take its rightful position because there is indeed a separation right now. And it's been going on for some time. And we have to make sure that we are in a place where we have no need to rely on man's government, that we only rely on God's government. Come on, give God praise. The apostle is coming. talking about the mind <sighs> hidden um, <clears throat> underground rebellion is what much of the people in the church now I want to I want to make some distinct some distinctions here today okay The church is supposed to be operating in and through the kingdom of God. The church is not the kingdom, and the kingdom is not the church. Just because someone says a prayer does not mean that they've entered into the kingdom, the kingdom of God. They're in a kingdom. Everybody's in a kingdom, but the kingdom of God. You see, because number one, you have to understand that the kingdom of God is righteousness. That's number one. 
okay? Righteousness has order. There's a pattern. You know, the scripture in the Bible that talks about everything should be done decently and in order. It's the order of the pattern. We had it so that everything should be done decently in order, so you shouldn't talk loud, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do this. Am I right or am I the only one that's been in those places? You know, you can't do this, you know, you can't shh, 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 decently in order, you know, like you're at a funeral. Okay. Um, but no, it means according to the pattern. We're talking about three, we're talking about the, um, the mosaic, um, uh, I mean, the tabernacle in the wilderness, the Solomon's temple, and then Yeshua. This is what we're talking about. So just because you say I'm a kingdom citizen does not mean you're a kingdom citizen. If you're not in the order of what the word of God says, you're not in the kingdom citizen because the kingdom is a government. And the government has rules, regulations, policies, has rights, privileges, and all of those things. Right or right? Right. Okay. All right. So many people <clears throat> are in the church, all right, which means that they're operating in a religious system, which means that many times what they've done is just taken how they were in the world system. The world system is the greatest religious system there is. All right? It tells you what you can do, what you can't do, how you do it, when to do it, why to do it, and all of that, right? Yes. has all of its rules, regulations, policies, and everything, and what do we do? We bring it into the church system, which creates another religious system on top of a religious system. And what happens is this, is that we become a, a god unto ourselves. And when you're a god unto yourself, all you are is a fool going someplace to happen. And what do you mean by that? Why are you calling me a fool? Well, uh, it's one that does not love God. Well, I do love God. All right? He says, how can you say you love me when you don't? Okay. See, do, do, do you understand? That's what shows forth love. All right? One of the things of it is, and why am I, I, I talking about this today, is because he told me to. Uh, that's number one. Number two is because many people are going astray. They think that they can do things the way that they want to do. So, uh, uh, um, Psalm 1, blessed is the man. Blessed uh, the person, the man. It walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Okay, that word uh, ungodly is rasha. That's the one that's hostile to God. That's the one that's hostile against the ways of God. That's hostile towards the kingdom of God. See, the kingdom of God, God has always shown, even from the very beginning, in the, in the um, book of Bereshit, he said to Adam, he says, um, I'm building, I'm doing this, and I have one thing I need to let you know, because in everything there has to be safety. He says, I do not, I want you to eat freely. I want you to have freely of all of these things. And he says, but this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, I don't want you to eat of that. Because in the day that you eat of that, you shall surely die. Well, 
preachers that don't understand the word of God, they say, well, he died spiritually, but he didn't die physically. That's a lie from the pit of hell. He died physically and he died spiritually. Because a day is as a and a thousand years is as okay how old was adam when he died 969 years old correct somewhere around there i mean he was 900 and something he wasn't a thousand so he didn't make a day okay he was close to it but he didn't make a day so the thing that i'm talking about is this the word of god is true whether you do it whether you don't whether you believe it whether you don't it really doesn't matter but what's happening right now, and this is one of the things that God is giving as a caution to us. Be cautious about the people that you hang around with. All right? It's very important. Why is that? Because everybody is after this. Romans 12. Be, uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? That you can prove those things. See, it's in the proving of those things. One of the things people don't do, people can read the Bible, but they don't, they don't study history. And without studying history, what you're going to do is you're going to miss a lot of the Bible. I'm, I'm a history buff. I really enjoy history. Uh, and, 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 and I like, I like uh, um, uh, searching out things. You, you know what I'm saying? I want to find out, well, this is the way you're supposed to do it. You know, some of the things that my mother used to go, why do you do it that way? I don't know, baby, I just always did it that way. Well, that way don't make no sense to me. You know, I mean, I didn't tell her that. You know I didn't tell her that. That little five foot three or five foot four woman, I wasn't gonna tell her nothing like that, okay? Like I'm looking, I'm thinking, okay. You know, uh, but you start to search back and search back and search back and you start to remember and then you start to find out, well, we didn't have certain things that she did with gravy. Certain things that they didn't have in order to be able to take the grease taste out of it, she would put so much different kinds of coffee in it. She would put a, a, a chicory coffee and it would, it would take the, the grease out. Well, when she didn't have to use all that grease, she still put that chicory coffee in there, okay? I mean, it was okay, but you didn't, you didn't really need all the pucker, <laughs> okay? <laughs> you know, you didn't need the pucker. So I had to find out why it was that they did what they did the way that they did, all right? Same thing it is with the rapture. Same thing it is with a lot of these things. I mean, number one, uh, if you start to really look at Daniel 9, you're going to find out it's not the rapture that people are looking for, that people are looking for. If you're looking for Jesus to come and take you out of this mess, you, you, you might as well forget it. You just, you're going to have a personal rapture, but it ain't going to be the big rapture because you cannot find that outside of Daniel 9. And in Daniel 9, it's not telling you that Jesus, that it, it, it's, it's talking, you start to read Daniel's prayer and then you start to understand some things about Daniel talking about what was going to happen uh, 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 to the people. And then he was talking about Jesus a whole lot of different things that we think is now. So uh, if you're looking and hoping to be raptured out of here, okay, and for the Antichrist to come and, 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 and do all he gonna do to you and all of these things, you got some, you got, you got your theology mixed up. There's a whole lot of mix-ups, are, are, are you hearing? I, I mean, I'll get to all of this. I ain't gonna get to all of it today because I told you I'll be short, 
All right, you know, this is a series. <laughs> I'm always starting series and, I, and then I get to another series because I finished that series during the week with me and I just feel like y'all was there, you know. <laughs> you missed out on it, you just, you just say, okay, Dr. Baker, just leave your phone open and as you're preaching it to yourself, I can hear it, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, but it's telling you <clears throat> to not walk, Okay, listen to this. All right, blessed is the man that walks, say walks. walks. Not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits, say sit. sits. Okay, in the way of the sinners, nor sits, sit it. Okay, say sit it. Sit it. In the seat of the scornful. Look at those three, look, 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 at, the, look, at, look at what happens. Okay, at first you were walking. I'm walking and just talking about folks, walking and talking, right? And then all of a sudden, I just decide that, wait a minute, let's stand and talk about this for a while. I don't really like the way this is going. You know, you were just, you know, you were just walking and just casually mentioning that or whatever it is, whether it's something going on in your life or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden, you just start to sit in the seat, you, you left the seat that God gave you to sit in, and now you're sitting in the seat of the scornful. Because you don't have no delight in the law of the Lord. Because you're not meditating on the law of the Lord day and night. So then the tree that you got, the tree is, 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 is twisted. All right? See, because we don't want, we, it, 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 I mean, I'm just taking it out of the Bible, but his delight is in the law, the law, the mandates. It's in the, it's in the, uh, uh, it's in the Torah. It's in the, uh, 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 the, it's in the body. It's in the prophetic. It's in all of these different things. It's in the law of the Lord, okay, of the owner himself, all right? And <clears throat> uh, this person that, that, that meditates day and night on what God is saying rather than, and you're going to have to, all right? We're going to have to meditate day and night on what God's word says. Otherwise, we're going to be up a creek without a paddle. We're going to be standing. We're going to be walking. We're going to be talking about what's in the newspaper. We're going to be talking about what they did and what they didn't do. We're going to uh, uh, isolate ourselves. We're going to do all of these things. Hidden rebellion. Hidden rebellion, you're going to look like you got it together, but you are so jacked up until, I mean, the jack can't even raise no higher. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, if you ever, I have changed tires, you know, got that jack and jacking that sucker up. I mean, nobody going to be able to jack you up because now you're going to be sitting in that seat and you're going to be all in yourself, sitting in the seat of the scornful. See, but I don't want to do that. And when you start to do that, what's happening is you've just changed your brain waves. You have just changed the way that you think. You have just changed the way that you see. So that now you cannot see, nor can you hear what the Spirit of the Lord is truly saying. What you're hearing now is a, is a, is a spirit of deception. You're hearing what you want to hear. You're hearing things that need to be. So therefore, you're all, where every place that you go, you're carrying mess. You stank in the Spirit. That's black talk for stink, for those that didn't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. 
You know, you just stank. You know, that's a stanky child. You know, and that's what it is. Why is that? Because you have not meditated on the sweetness of who he is. You have not found out who it is that he has made you to be. The voice that he, the, the mind that he has given you. He says this, he says, give the adversary no place. Give him no place. The devil is not God's enemy. God ain't got no enemies. God has wiped out all his enemies. The devil is our enemy. And the adversary is our enemy. He is not God's. And so the only way that you can make him not even your enemy, not existent in your world, non-existent period, is to put him where God put him in your life, and that is under your feet, under your behind, under any of those things. He is not over you. He ain't in your head. Get him out of your head and put him where he's supposed to be. Stop on that. God says, give, the, give these thoughts, think, think not on that. No thought, no thought, no thought, no thought. And we're giving him whole territories. God says, I gave you all of this territory. I've given you this metron. I've given you this area. And there it is. You give it to the devil. You give it, I mean, not even the devil. Not even the devil. A little imp, a little ant. Why is that? Because we won't meditate on God's word day and night. He says, do not. And, 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 and I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, you realize something that today, right now, what you are, he says, do not uh, forsake the gathering together of believers as the day grows close. What you're doing right now, what we are doing in the gathering together, in the gathering together with of believers, didn't say sinners, didn't say <coughs> about you having to bring all these people into the church. To get them saved, it says, do not forsake the gathering together of believers. Why is that? So that we can minister one to another. Do you notice in this place that it's not just one person ministering? Do you know that there's this person, this person praying, this person speaking, this person whatever, and then God opens it up and says, does anybody else have to release something? Why is that? Because he didn't just put it on the inside of me. Selah. So that we can go and do what it is to do. Why is that? He says, because I'm bringing like-minded people together. Like-minded people together. And you say, well, you didn't ask me to say something. Maybe something going on with your like-mindedness. God just said it. See? Or maybe it wasn't for you to speak at that moment. Do you understand what I'm saying? But I mean, some of it, some of it is because some of your like-mindedness is hidden rebellion. So I'm going to end with. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm, I'm closing down with this. I was going to take you to Matthew six, but yes, I am. Go to Matthew six, right quick. Okay, uh, let me finish this up here, and then we go, go over to Matthew six. <coughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> But God wants you to be like a tree. He wants us to be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters. You notice it didn't say river. It means streams. Streams of income. I'm going to deal with that next week. It's time for you to start, you start opening up to have streams of income. Psalms 1 is a key to it. Oh, I know y'all like staying being broke or having just enough. Well, God don't want you that way. He does not want you that way. Do you understand? Yes. He wants it to be streams. He wants you to be 
once you're planted and being planted is one of the things that is important planted by the rivers of water that that brings forth its fruit in his season and his leaves and as we break this down i'll be breaking all of this down i really will uh uh, uh somebody call me on thursday and remind me that i'm on psalms one okay somebody remind me because i'm gonna i mean i'm gonna put it in to me but i mean i just want y'all to get it too okay and i'll probably be teaching this in, in arkansas when i go in a week or so but you know anyway go to matthew 6 right quick Is this is this making any any uh, any rose in your head? Yes. Okay, good. Okay. Okay. He says, listen, <clears throat> he's already telling us this. He says, take heed. And uh he, he's saying, uh, don't take this thing lightly. He says, bring this close to your head. You know, bring this close to who you are. He goes on. In all of this, and he says this, when he's telling them about the uh, verse 10, he was saying, what we need to do is to pray. We was talking about praying, and that pray, that word pray, is not just about andalabahakato. It is not about that. It is about calling things in. It means speaking the word of God as if God is speaking it. It means that you have the advantage. Think about that. Well, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just a little old black boy. I am, I'm, I'm disadvantaged. No, God said, little dude, you're advantaged. <laughs> well, you know, it's because I'm really Mexican. But maybe, maybe I'm Filipino and Mexican. Maybe I'm Filipino, Irish, and Mexican, and French, and, 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 and Italian, and maybe I'm all of it. So I'm disadvantaged, no. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what you got. You understand? You can't use that. Well, I'm a woman. Well, praise the Lord. You're not a beast of burden. What woman would want to be a man? My Lord, here's this man picking this stuff up. Go ahead on, dude. Thank you. Opening doors. I mean, you know, when I was there in Texas, I'm sitting there until the people come by and open the door. I mean, I've been sitting in there until now. Unless, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm in the, if I was in the car with all women, totally different. Got it? Okay. But, uh-uh. Huh, no, couldn't there's a snake out there. You run into the snake first. You got them muscles. You got them feet. You, that's why your feet bigger than mine. You're supposed to be able to stop on them things. Okay? Shoot. Uh-uh, honey. I got my woman's lib to, to stay a woman. <laughs> you know, I like it. Okay? Uh, ain't, ain't that right, Dawes? Wave at me. That, 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 yeah, there you go. All right. Okay. Anyway, so then he's saying, uh, Realize that you have the advantage to be able to decree the kingdom of God come. And that word decree is not just with a physical thing. It's actually seeing yourself doing the thing. I make a decree. I make this final. You understand? We're going to talk about that too. Um, 
<clears throat> thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And all of this, and, we're, and, and, and listen, read Psalms 1 and Matthew 6 before next week. Will you do that? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> and then he goes down to Matthew 6.33. He's saying, that, no, Matthew, Matthew 6.31. Let's start reading there. He says, therefore, why therefore? Because of all that other stuff that y'all going to read this week. You will take no thought. You will not say. See, he said, take no thought and do not say. Stop it. Don't you dare say. What am I going to eat? How am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to be clothed? He said, don't you dare say that. For all these things do the Gentiles, those people without a covenant. They haven't even been circumcised. They have no circumcised hearts. For your heavenly father, he knows, he's intimate with the things that you have need for. And as you're worshiping him, as you're praising him, he's saying all of these things are coming into your way. He says, but I want you to do one thing. I want you to seek first. I want you to seek first and foremost. I want you to seek, not just look at, I want you to seek the kingdom of God and his way of doing and being his righteousness. And all of these things will be added unto you. Why? Because when you seek first my kingdom and my righteousness, then it commands it. It means that you're walking in the spirit of the fear of the Lord and it can't help but come to you. Do you understand? You may walk through some of these bumps. I mean, I'm walking through a bump or two right now in my life. But I'm telling you one thing. I know this is not to take me out. I know that this is not to take me over. I know that my mallet fell. I know that this is not, it, 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 will not, it will not do what the adversary means for it to do. Why? Because I'm seeking. And also read Luke 12, because it's telling you the very same thing. In the mouths of two, let everything be established. <coughs> In Luke 12, it does not say, seek first the kingdom. It says, seek the kingdom, period. But this is one of the things he's saying in Matthew 6, before you do anything, before you open your mouth, before you turn over in your bed, seek me. And we're going to talk about seeking, what that really looks like. Because we've read these scriptures, and we've exegeted them, and we looked at the Greek, and we looked at the Hebrew. But the Hebrews and the Greeks, we have not had the understanding so that the English American English people, you know, whatever nationality you are, wherever it is you came from, you're here now and you think like this. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I am going to. See, I'm a, I'm a, that's another black way of talking about this. My Lord Jesus. And that's not Ebonics either. That's just black people talking that way. All right. You said you should not do that. No, you shouldn't do it. I'm comfortable with it. I'm okay with it. You know, and it's okay with me. But I'm going to, uh, uh, we're going to learn. We're going to break it down so that each temperament trait can understand how to seek the kingdom. Because on the inside of each and every one of us, God has given us a temperament. And it's, one, it's a five or combinations or blends. I believe that people do things that they do because they believe what they believe. But the whole thing of it is, is this, is that if you don't understand the blending and how the blending is to come together in your life, then you will miss it. 
I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm even more and more and more aware of that. That until you find out how God has blended you and how God wants you to be blended, how to learn how to seek him with all of your heart, then you're not going to really get the benefits of what it is that he's talking about. And I really believe that he's taking this body of people, this group of people that he has planted here for this season to go ahead and do it so that we can go into all the world and we can do what it is that needs to be done. Because there will be planes, there will be trains, there will be buses, there will be boats, there will be ships, there will be towns, there will be. They are and they will manifest. Why is that? Because God has said, I found a faithful people. Yes, some people have left, but that's okay. Do what am I going to do? Am I going to go after them to drag them back? No. I'm going to go after them to love them. Do you understand? Let them do what they got to do. But I'm going to go after them. <coughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> I'm going to go after them to love them. But I'm going to work diligently. We're going to work diligently with what we have. So that why? So that the best of you can be released. So your prayer this week is, God, show me my hidden rebellion. Show me the areas in my life that I'm rebellious and prideful. Hidden, that, which, that prideful thing is hidden rebellion. And we're going to be able to cast the care of everything over on him. And when we cast the care of everything over on him, then what's going to happen is everything that was needed. <laughs> is going to overflow on us to do the will of the Father who is in heaven. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Glory to God. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We are going to pray over the tithes and offerings. I mean, not we, Daniel, is going to do the praying. Um, um, praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Let's just stand and worship him. Praise you, Jesus. Allow it to be that nothing that he has broken forth, that nothing, that nothing, nothing, nothing be lost, that not one thing, that not one thing that we have received today be lost. Father, I thank you and I praise you that you <coughs> have brought forth in your wisdom from the, from the soaking to the, 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 the music, through the prayer, through uh, 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 the communion, through uh, the, the pastor and, and Minister Dury and, and myself and everything and everyone that you, have, that you have chosen to move through today. I thank you that nothing will be lost. Oh, Father, I thank you that even right now, that the thoughts, the emotions, all of those things, the fears, the anxieties, all of it realizes that it has lost its place. It has lost its home. It just came and tried to use the door key, but the locks have been changed. Hallelujah. 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 There's a sign out there. You don't live here no more. Mm -mm. You do not live here anymore. There's no entry for you. No entrance. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Glory.
glory to Jesus. Tina, did you have something you were going to say? That was my question to you. Oh, yeah, you, I know you think you're special. You know I don't want, you know. I didn't nobody care what you like. Who cares? Oh, I really care. Oh, my Jesus. Oh, my God. I care what she likes. I care. I really care. Well, that's all right. You got little feet, too. You can walk. I got you, girl. Thank you. The Lord's been placing upon my heart transparency. God is looking for us to come as we are. Not as what the word of God says, but as we are so that we can come into that. And I've been really grieved in my spirit. Because there's a lot of people who have been wounded from childhood. God's asking you to bring it to his throne. Because he has, he doesn't make junk. And so he has that for us. And when I go out to do ministry, like yesterday I was out at the prayer mountain, broke my heart. People want to get into the spirit of worship. They want to be there, and God wants us there. But the truth of the matter is, is that we have to come transparent. Mm -hmm. He's wanting us to. I came from a very abused background, and the only way God started to help me and heal my life was when I came and said, God, I'm hurting. I don't know how to deal with this. Lord, why did you give me parents that didn't like me? That's where God meets us. That's where he meets us. Right. Nowhere else. So he's waiting for that so he can bring us into who he created us to become. Right. And let me tell you, he's got great things for each of us. These two that sit and preach, they're, they're, they're wanting you to come up to that level. All of us to that level. Because when there's that level, what's so beautiful is that communication and the relationship with Jesus. We never have to go look for blessings. No, no. They knock on our door. You know, I am so overjoyed by that. I never had that. Went to a church for 19 years. They did not like me. And God says, you're going to stay, stay there. here. Me too. <sighs> And I'm telling you, it was the most painful thing. I would leave there every service and I would say, God, why do you want me to stay here? I attracted most of it because I had unforgiveness towards my mother. God means his Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. He means his Ten Commandments. We can't deviate from that. It took me 15 years to cry out to God to be forgiven. To forgive my mother. And I really had no reason to forgive her. But God. He knows what we need. So that we can walk in that joy. 
the joy of what he has for our lives. He doesn't deviate from that, and he won't. I tell people, until we bring it from the darkness, his light supersedes the darkness. But until then, we walk, we walk in that spirit of darkness. And that's never been God's will for our life, ever. He died, not we become, we're victims, but he died so we become and walk in his victory, not as victims. And that's what the Lord, I believe, is he's saying, because unless we get this word in us, People with the lack of knowledge will perish. And it's getting uglier and uglier. And so I just want to encourage all of us to just press in morning, noon, and night. There you go. That's what the word says. Morning, noon, and night is he's looking for us. This soaking in the morning here, every day. That should be the first thing yep, that yep, my husband yep. shared this morning in, in, the, in the devotional. That, that should be the first place we go. As soon as we wake up. Wake up. Because then he comes and he puts the hedge of protection around us. And he gives us sight and to see where we need to be throughout the day. Hallelujah. continue to worship you and praise you father with our time with our tithes and offerings father god i pray father that you just bless each and every person bless their hearts their finances our lives i pray father for open doors open the doors father god that only you can open and we know that it's you so we can come up to the place that we are called to be at so, Father, we give you the glory, give you all the honor, the worship, and praise. Amen. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. But we'll, oh, I, I apologize to you people online. Uh, that Here it is. There you go. Uh, if you want to send something in, it's Astounding Love, the Cash App, uh, Dollar Sign Astounding Love, Vimo at Astounding Love, AST Love. You can just go to the website and get all of that. Uh, the Lord bless you, the Lord does keep you, the Lord does make his face to shine upon you, and the Lord has given you his shalom. Remember, we'll be back here next week, next Sunday, and Pastor Lanzine's Wednesday night. Uh, it's not Kingdom 101 anymore. What is it now? Kingdom Conversations. We're all about the kingdom of God so that you can operate and live in and under the king's blessings. So I bless you, I bless you, I bless you. See you next week. Bye-bye.